Hallelujah. Great turnout tonight. Thank you so much for coming and uh, being a part of this service. We only do this once a quarter or a minimum of once a quarter, but we endeavor to do so at least once a quarter. And uh, I like to refer to it as my opportunity to give you a state of the ministry address. Amen. I want you to open your Bibles, if you will, first of all tonight to Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43. And let's look at verse 18. But just before we read that, I want to make this statement to you. We cannot live in the past and make progress in the future. We cannot live in the past and make progress in the future. That's the reason that God said through the prophet Isaiah these words that we are about to read. Verse 18. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. In other words, God is saying nothing is impossible to me. Notice once again, remember not the former things, for I will do a new thing. The message translation says, be alert. I'm about to do something brand new. God is the God of new things. Can you say amen? According to the writings of Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes, and you can make note of this. If you want to turn there, you can. I'm just going to go through it quickly. But Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. To everything there is a season. The message translation says a right time for everything. And the Amplified Bible says a time for every purpose. There is a season for everything. Purpose can also be defined as plans and intentions. So according to the Amplified Bible, there is a time for every purpose, for every plan, and every intention. God gave Jerry Savelle Ministries International this facility many, many years ago. It was a Baptist church. I had never met the pastor. I knew nothing about the congregation. They built this facility about the same time we built our headquarters just around the corner. And uh, as I've said in the past, but I want to repeat it, I was riding by here one morning on my motorcycle. Uh, Carolyn was out of town, and it was one of those weekends where I was home alone and, and decided that I would just go for a motorcycle ride. So I came by here, and as I did, the Lord said, that's the building I prepared for you. Well, there was no for sale sign on the building, and uh, I hadn't heard anything about it being for sale. So uh, I called Joe, and I said, see if you can find out who the pastor is there, and ask them about that facility. And he told him what the Lord had said to me. And the pastor said, well, that's amazing. He said, uh, I had a meeting on Friday night. Now, I came riding by here on Saturday morning. 
He said, I had a meeting with our congregation on Friday night. And he said, uh, I told them that we had been given some land in another part of town. And I wasn't sure where the Lord wanted us to be. And he said, so I called the congregation together and told them, we're going to put both properties up for sale and whichever one sells, then we'll know we're supposed to be at the other place. Now, he told them that on Friday night. I wasn't here. <laughs> but the Lord said to me, riding by on Saturday morning, there's the property I've prepared for you. Now, at the time, we were believing for facilities to start and to launch Jerry Seville Ministries School of World Evangelism. We'd already uh, taken uh, applications. There were people coming from all over America. We didn't have the facilities over in our headquarters to house them. And now it's getting closer and closer to time for the school to start. And uh, in the natural, we didn't have the money to buy a new facility. But we were believing God. What's new? We were believing God. <laughs> Amen. So uh, when he told the pastor that, he was quite amazed. And he said, uh, asked Joe asked him what he wanted for it. And they told us what they wanted for it. And I said to Joe, tell the pastor, we'll buy it. Now, I didn't have the money to buy it. And once again, we don't borrow money, so I'm believing to pay cash for it. And it had with it about 10 acres. And uh, so we're believing God for the money that it took to purchase this facility. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was right around $630,000 for the land and the building. And um, so we agreed to do that. We set a closing date. And once again, I didn't have the money to pay cash for it. But I knew that I knew that I heard from God. Amen. 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 So we're pressing on. Somebody asked me, well, Brother Jerry, just in case... Have you made provision to borrow the money? And I looked at them with a very stern look and said, no, I have not. We're paying cash. And he told me later, he said, I saw the look of faith on your, on your face. It's much like Jesus said, his face like flint to go to Jerusalem. He said, I saw the look of faith on your face. And uh, so... Time's marching on. We're getting closer and closer to the time for closing. And just a few days before closing, we received a check, a gift for $600,000. And then someone else gave the remaining $30,000. And we went to closing and paid cash, praise God. Amen. And just, a, uh, in fact, the church, the Baptist folks had already moved out. And when Carolyn came in here and looked at this facility, it was in great need of repair. It was filthy. It was not what we wanted to start our School of World Evangelism in. Some of the students came early. Bless their darling hearts. <laughs> and they just said, we felt the Lord telling us to come early. And when they showed up out here, now, it was just a gravel parking lot at the time. 
And when they showed up out here, uh, Carolyn said, you're going to work. And so, man, she put them to work. And they come in here. Carolyn was on scaffolds up here painting the top of this building and her crew right up there. And, uh, man, they went to work. And how many days did we have before we actually opened? Two weeks before it was to open. There was a lot of work done. And thank God I was out of town. Praise God. (laughs) Seems like every time there's work to be done around here, I suddenly have a meeting out of town. (laughs) The Lord takes good care of me. That's the favor of God. And by the time I came back, it was all done. Praise God. And uh, we opened that school right on time. Praise God. Now, we, we had students come from not only across America, but from other nations as well. And uh, we, we spent quality time training and teaching these students. Many of them in full-time ministry today and have churches and ministries all over the country and all over the world. Now, we did that for a number of years. And then one day, uh, I was in South Africa preaching in a conference there with Ray McCauley. And uh, as I was flying back home, now I didn't know this, but as I was flying back home, Carolyn had a visitation from the Lord. And he told her, and I don't remember the exact words, but it was something like this. There are a lot of hurting people in this area. I want you to love them for me. Start a church. So when I came home, that's the first thing I heard from her. That Jesus was at the foot of her bed, I believe, and told her there are people hurting in this area. Start a church so you can teach and train them. And she said, Jerry, we're going to start a church. I thought, who's going to pastor? (laughs) You. So that was another job added to what I was already doing. And I did pastor it in the beginning and did so for quite some time. And it became what we know it as today, as Heritage of Faith Christian Center. And now we've been in this building as a church for what, over 20 years now? Over 20 years. So it's been certainly uh, a great vehicle for us to accomplish what the Lord said to Carolyn and hundreds. And I believe I'd be safe in saying even thousands of people have passed through these doors in this 20 years. And uh, some stay for a season, some stay longer, some God planted them here and they're still here and And some of them are right here looking at me right now. And this facility has been used um, to the best of our ability. I mean, we have remodeled this thing so many times. And knocked out walls so many times. and, 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 And painted so many times. And refurbished so many times. And, and it, it has certainly been useful and beneficial. But its usefulness has about to come to a close. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to tell you why. In just a moment. Amen. Now. We cannot hang on to the past. Because it will hinder us 
in entering into this new thing that God has planned for us. God is the God of new things. We talked about what the Apostle Paul said in Philippians in our morning service this morning from Philippians chapter 3 verse 13. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth under those things which are before. God's always got something that lies ahead. Amen. He does not want us to get into a rut and he does not want us to get into a comfort zone. We talked about that this morning. Now, we can rejoice in the memories that have been made in this facility. I have a lot of wonderful memories. How many of you have been here at least 20 years? You know, there have been a lot of wonderful memories, haven't there? Praise God. I mean, there's some great things happened here. Some great healings have taken place. Some great miracles have taken place. And uh, we can rejoice in those things. And we can recall them. And we can recall all the great victories that have taken place here. But once again, God wants us to reach forth toward the new things that he has in store for us. I wrote in my notes, we've come a long ways, but we're not yet where God wants us to be. We're not yet where God wants us to be. You could say that right now, we are like the children of Israel in Joshua's day. We're standing on the banks of the river Jordan and we're looking over into the promised land. We can see it. Put your hand up here like this and say, I can see it. it. Amen. We're looking over into the promised land and, and to us as a church, our promised land is our new campus, our new church auditorium and all the other things that we want to build on that campus. It's our land that flows with milk and honey. Will it be an easy task? Not likely. But we can do it through Christ, the anointed one that dwells within us. Praise God. Nothing is impossible to them that believe. Hallelujah. Are there any believers in the house tonight? Now, many of you were present back in October of 2020 when I declared this prophetic word by the Spirit of God. And I want to read it to you again. A new era has begun. Now, Justin read this in the nine o'clock service this morning. A new era has begun and more and more signs and wonders will be seen in 2021. For those who will heed my voice and obey my words, they'll experience my goodness and my power as never seen or heard. They'll see the fruit of their faithfulness come bursting forth and they'll prosper and flourish like never before. Abundance and overflow. That's what they'll see. I'll bring it to pass because of their love and their obedience to me. No longer will their enemy have the upper hand, for my spirit is moving and an outpouring of my power is coming upon the land. This new era will be marked by many triumphant victories. It's what I plan, so just rest in me. Miracle after miracle. That's what I'll do. Just decree it and receive it. And know that it's true. Refuse to be swayed by what's said in the news. With me on your side, how can you lose? So stay with my word. It's faithful and true. I'll bring it to pass. And great things I will do. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Let's lift our hands and thank God for that wonderful prophetic word. Praise God. So notice he said, a new era has begun. And it will be marked by many new victories. Many new signs and wonders and miracles. Amen. And we've already been experiencing that as a ministry. I've been experiencing it personally. But recently, I heard this from the Spirit of God. Entering into this new era. Now, on May the 10th, I was, I was uh, uh, in my home in uh, Weatherford. Uh, our, our river house, we call it. It's on the Brazos River. And I was praying that morning. And I heard the Lord say this. Entering into this new era will require you to have a fresh new vision. Entering into this new era will require you to have a fresh new vision. That's because I'm the God of new things. And then he said this. Every new era brings about or ushers in new things from me. So say with me, this is a time where God is releasing new vision. Also say this with me, this is a time of great change. Amen. I've heard Brother Copeland prophesy about change, great change. There is an awakening that is taking place in the land today. It's happening all over the world. And this church has a vital role to play in it. That's why we must rise and build. More and more people will be drawn away from the darkness that is present all around us. And they will be drawn to the truth just like the prophet Isaiah declared. In Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 or verse 2 and 3. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness to people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light. Gentiles represents non-believers. Non-believers will be drawn to the glory of God, and the goodness of God, and the presence of God. That they will see on us as individuals and see on us as a church. Hallelujah. Amen. The the message translation says, watch as they gather and watch as they approach you. A rich harvest. Hallelujah. Say that with me. A rich harvest. Amen. Keep that on your mind and keep that on your lips. We're in, time, we're in a time of a rich harvest. Amen. And that is why we must rise and build. Amen. It's not for the sake of just having a bigger building. It's not for the sake of just being in a better location. It's not for the sake of just, uh, uh, you know, looking at something that's more beautiful than our present facilities. It's a whole lot more than that. Even though those things are wonderful. But the Lord said for me to tell you, it's about the harvest. That's the reason why we must rise and build. It's about the harvest. Amen. Now, I went on the internet to, to see 
if I could, and this is not, this is not uh, an accurate figure, but it's close. I went on the internet to find out how many new homes are being built in this vicinity. And the first number I saw was over 3,500 new homes in this vicinity. And then I also found that there are at least 1,250 new homes in the planning stages. So that's over 4,000 new homes, close to 4,500 new homes that are being built within a 10-mile radius of us. Hallelujah. Well, there are people right now in this church that drive more than 10 miles to be here. That's our harvest field. And they're building right behind us. And it won't be long, the land that we sold, there are going to be houses all back behind us. Amen. There are going to be houses down the side of us. There are going to be houses on the other side. Now the good thing is, we can stay in this place until we get the new facility built. We're not having to move out somewhere, relocate. We get to stay right here until the new facility is built. And at the same time, we're going to get to watch all these new houses be built around us. Get ready for a door-to-door campaign. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. But I don't even think, you know, that's going to be totally necessary. They're going to be drawn. They're going to be drawn. Hallelujah. It's about the harvest. Now, I have something I want the ushers to pass out to you. And I'm going to ask them to do it right now. And I want you to carry this with you and keep it with you. We will rise and build. It's about the harvest. That's our motivation for building. Not just so we can have a pretty building. Not just so we can have a larger building. But the purpose and the motivation behind this, it's about the harvest. Amen. It's about the harvest. Take one of those with you. I like to keep mine right in the front of my Bible because my Bible is something I have on me nearly all the time. And I can just flip right to the front and look at that and stay focused on our purpose and our intent for building a new building. It's about the harvest. Amen. Now, once again, Isaiah 60, verse 3, and the message translation, or verse 5 from the message translation, watch as they gather, watch as they approach you, a rich harvest. So that's our motivation, the harvest. We can't afford to allow our faith to become inactive in the present time. We can't afford, as I preached this morning, to get into a comfort zone. Even though it'd be so much easier just to stay where we are. Not have to believe for more money. (laughs) Not have to build something new. Carolyn's been telling me uh, here in the last... uh, little bit how much 
lumber has increased just since Trump left office. In the natural right now, if we were to build a, if we were planning to build a $5 million auditorium, it would probably take $15 million now. But God. Come on. God asked this question from people in the past, and I believe he's asking this right now. Is my hand shortened that it cannot deliver? The hand of God has not been shortened. The arm of God has not been shortened. Amen. And I, I heard the Lord say this. Let me turn to it. I'm going to supply you with the finances it takes to build this in, an ast- in astounding ways. I'm going to bring it about in ways that you couldn't dream up in a thousand years. And it won't be limited to this congregation and what they can do. Hallelujah. Now, just this morning, we, we, we had a, in the 11 o'clock service, we were uh, telecasting, or however you say it, live streaming, to the, the Congregation of Heritage of Faith in South Africa. How many of you were here in that service, 11 o'clock service? Now, I showed them yesterday when Joe and I were t- preaching, I showed them um, a picture of the Falcon 50 that God has just recently blessed Jerry Savelle Ministries International with. And I said to them, when we return, when the door opens for us to, to travel overseas again, and I put the picture up on the, on the screen, I said, this is what we'll be coming in. And I said to Pastor John Ben Dixon, John, I can hardly wait to land in South Africa and give you a call November 920 Juliet Sierra has landed. Come and pick us up at the airport. Amen. Now, let me show you what God's already done. I said what God has already done. Flying to South Africa and back just the fuel alone in a Falcon 50 is anywhere from thirty to fifty thousand dollars. And one businessman in that service yesterday told Pastor John, tell Brother Jerry, I'll pay for the fuel. It's already done. Hallelujah. All we're waiting for is the door to open. Hallelujah. So we can go back. So what am I saying? God has ways that we couldn't dream up in a thousand years. Amen. I, I remember a number of years ago, uh, I was preaching in Augusta, Georgia, at Sandra Kennedy's church, and it is right across the golf course called the Masters. Their, their, their church is right across the street from the Masters. And every year, they get to uh, rent out their parking lot for people that want to go to the Masters. And it brings in considerable income. I already knew that because she told me about that. But I'm preaching there, and all of a sudden the Lord said, Stop and tell Sandra this. 
I said, Sandra, the Lord just told me to tell you this. Coming soon, there's somebody going to be driving by this church that had never set foot in this church before. And suddenly they're going to be arrested by the Holy Spirit. They're going to turn around and come back and look for you and tell you, God just told me to give this church $100,000. She immediately jumped up and said, glory to God, I received that. One week later it happened. She gave me the testimony. A lady was driving by that had never been in that church before. It was a Baptist lady. And she was just driving by. And suddenly the Holy Spirit said, turn around and go back and give that church $100,000. God. I said, but God. We're not limited to what we can do on our own. Amen. Now, God wants you involved. It's your church. You ought to be involved. Amen. But it's not limited to what we can do. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Now, listen to this. What we have to depend on is this, the faithfulness of God. Limitations 3.22, great is thy faithfulness. Psalm 108, verse 4 from the Passion Translation. Your faithfulness is astonishing. Your faithfulness is astonishing. And the word astonishing implies impressive and overwhelming. The faithfulness of God is overwhelming. Amen. Psalm 65, 5 from the Passion Translation says, You answer our prayers with amazing wonders and with awe-inspiring displays of power. God answers our prayers with amazing wonders and with awe-inspiring displays of power. And another word for amazing is the word astounding. And I looked up several meanings and synonyms for the word astounding. And here's just a few. Dumbfounding, eye-opening, jaw-dropping, blindsiding, and surprising. And here's what I wrote in my notes. I'm declaring that God is going to bring in all the finances that we need to build this campus. In dumbfounding, eye-opening, jaw-dropping, blindsiding, and surprising ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can anybody in here agree with me? Praise God. I want you to say it with me. God is going to bring all the finances we need to build our new campus with dumbfounding, eye-opening, jaw-dropping, blind-sounding, and surprising ways. And give the Lord a shout if you believe it. Praise God. Amen. So once again, he's not limited to what you and I can do. Amen. Now, once again, I heard the Lord say this, and this was once again on May the 10th. He said, tell the people to focus on the purpose for this new campus. 
And if they'll focus on the purpose, what's the purpose? It's about the harvest. Focus on the purpose. And if they'll focus on the purpose, I will help you build this building. Oh, thank God. I will help you build this building. That means I ain't got to do it myself. Hallelujah. I will help you build this building. I will help you build this campus if you focus on the harvest. That's why I want you to keep that card with you. Keep it in your Bible. We will rise and build. It's about the harvest. Amen. If we stay focused on the purpose. Amen. Now you've heard me say in the past, I I don't like where where these facilities are, that road out there. It gets torn up about every six months. They come out here and patch it. And then it don't take but about 20 of them big trucks coming across here. And, and it's, a, it's a mess again. Tearing up the front end of your cars. Help us, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know how many times in the number of years we've owned this place that I've watched them patch this place up. Patch the roads up. So, you know, I'm excited about moving, but it's not about the stupid road out there. It's about the harvest. It's about the harvest. Look at your neighbor and say, it's about the harvest. Tell them, focus on the harvest. Philippians chapter 2 verse 4, the message translation says, put yourself aside and help others. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. The Amplified Bible says, Look upon and be concerned for not merely your own interests, but also the interest of others. In other words, the harvest. That's why we're rising up and that's why we're building. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 16 and 17 says, Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Notice, I think this is very, very um, applicable to where we are right now. Redeeming the time. Why? Because the days are evil. Have you ever seen more evil in the earth and evil in our nation than what we're experiencing right now? The message translation says, make sure you understand what the master wants. Well, that's why we're having this service tonight, so that we can understand what the master wants from us. He wants us to rise and build because it's about the harvest. Can you say amen? It must be our motivation. It must be top priority. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 12 verse 3. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. That's the purpose of this new facility, this new campus. It's about the harvest. It's turning those that are in darkness into the glorious light of the gospel. The message translation says, 
Those who put others on the right path to life will glow like stars forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. I like the sound of that. I'm going to glow like a star. Revelation chapter 14 verse 15 says, Thrust in the sickle and reap, for the time is come for the harvest of the earth is ripe. I was uh, just going over and praying this afternoon before coming here. And I received this word from the Lord. In this new era, the church must grasp the importance of the end time harvest. God will usher in a great shaking and multitudes will be awakened And the church must be prepared to not only receive them, but to also teach and train them in the word of God, for the time is short. The Holy Spirit is preparing you for such a time as this. You must not lag behind. And what he has given us to do, we must do it quickly. The greatest harvest of souls is upon us. And we cannot allow them to spoil in the field. It's time to put in the sickle, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Now, Joel chapter 3, in addition to this, says this. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near. The day of the Lord is at hand. There are multitudes of people that are in the valley of decision right now. You know, our church, like Christian bikers, they, they do outreaches all the time. And, and they invade the secular biker world. And many of the people that they minister to do not go to church anywhere. Would never go to a convention center to hear Brother Copeland or myself or anybody. They're, they're mostly worldly people. But they invade them. And every, every invasion encounter, rally that they go to, they come back reports with reports of winning thousands to Christ. And, and Bill Horn, our national and international director, has said to me, Brother Jerry, I've never seen it easier to win people to Christ than right now. People are in the valley of decision. They're looking for answers. They're looking for something to put their hope in. And we have the answer, hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. So once again, our purpose for rising up and building is about the harvest. Now, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. We're not building this for... My purpose, your purpose, we're building it for the harvest. We're doing it under the glory of God. Now, one of the things that the Bible teaches, and particularly from the writings of the Apostle Paul, is faithful stewardship. Faithful stewardship. And that's where you and I come into this The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9, that we are to honor the Lord with our substance 
and with the first fruits of our increase. The Amplified Bible says we are to honor the Lord with our capital and sufficiency from righteous labors. The message translation says, give him the first and the best. The passion translation says, glorify God with your wealth, honoring him with your first fruits, with every increase that comes to you. And then here's the promise, if we will do so. Verse 10 from the passion translation in particular, then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings. Hallelujah. Every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings. Amen. See, God is not trying to take from you. God is trying to get to you. Stewardship, faithful stewardship. Psalm 96, 8 says, give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering. Isn't that amazing? One of the ways that we glorify God and one of the ways that we uh, give glory unto His name is by bringing an offering. That glorifies God. Amen. And the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, God says, For them that honor me, I will honor. I will honor. God will see to it that you're taken care of. Can you say Amen. Now, in the book of Haggai, if you haven't read it, I know we don't spend a lot of time in Haggai. But God had instructed them to build his house. But instead, they went about building their own houses. They went about fulfilling their own dreams and their own desires. And he says this to them. You so much. And you reap little. You earn money, but it's like putting it in a bag with holes in it. And then he makes this statement. Consider your ways. In other words, he's saying, I'm not the problem here. I gave you an assignment. And you put it on the shelf. You just left it on the table. And you went about doing what you wanted to do. You went about fulfilling your own desires and your own dreams. And yes, I said in my word, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. And even though you've sown much, you're reaping little. That is a violation of spiritual law. Because the Apostle Paul says, if you give liberally, you will reap liberally. If you give generously, you will reap generously. You can't outgive God. But these people were sowing much and yet reaping little. That is a violation of spiritual law. And God says, and the reason being is consider your ways. You have brought this upon yourself. When God gives an assignment, He expects us to fulfill it. And if we are deeply involved in fulfilling that assignment, then He will see to it that we not only have the resources 
to invest into it. But he says that we will be enriched in blessings in every way. We will overflow with blessings. Get in the overflow. Man, I've been singing that all day. That song we sang this morning. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I'm living in the overflow. I can't get it out of my mind. I'll go to bed with it on my mind tonight. I'll wake up in the morning with it on my mind tonight. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I'm living in the overflow. Amen. God wants us living in the overflow. But when he gives an assignment, he expects us to fulfill it. Well, Brother Jerry, I'm just a visitor. I'm not required to do that. No, that's fine. Well, Brother Jerry, this is your vision, not mine. Are you a member of this church? The doors are locked. You're not going anywhere. Amen. And, and we've already made the largest investment. I mean, I gave this, I gave this building, I gave this land to Heritage of Faith. It's, it's worth way over what I paid for it 25, 30 years ago. Not only that, we've added a youth building over there. Amen. We, we as a ministry, Jerry Spell Ministry International, has, has been the largest contributor thus far. I'm living in the overflow. Come on and get in the overflow with me, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. It's about the harvest. It's about the harvest. Amen. So, tonight, I want to give you a quick report on what's happening so far. If you, if you drive down the street... If you drive right out of here, go to the next corner and turn left and drive down the road there. That's the property where we're going to build the new campus. There hasn't been a lot done since the last time we met in the way of anything you can see because it's all underground. There's a lot, there's a lot been going on around here. In fact, you can, you can see all the ruts they've made. You can see all the, uh, the, 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 uh, dirt where grass used to be or field dirt used to be or, uh, weeds used to be. You can see somebody's been doing something, but you can't say, wow, look how much we've accomplished. There has been things accomplished. You just can't see it. It's underground. (laughs) But I want to give you this report. That presently in our new campus funds, which has been set aside. (coughs) Excuse me. Let me get a little drink of water here real quick. We have 2.5 million $588.58 Okay Now Carolyn wanted me to be sure And tell you this (laughs) When I gave a report the last time She found 
uh, furnishings, particularly New Orleans. Jesse and Kathy are helping us decorate this place, and we hadn't even got it built yet. But Jesse and Kathy, they know places in New Orleans where you can buy stuff, oh my goodness, that normally would cost thousands of dollars. And they get it for hundreds of dollars. And every time, in fact, they called us yesterday, sent a picture of some stuff. Carolyn, would would you like this? Would Jerry like this? And so... Carolyn took $18,749.52 from the building fund to buy furnishings, furniture. And it's, it's sitting in a storage until we get everything built. But she wanted me to make sure to tell you <clears throat> that she personally has given that amount back to the building fund. Amen. That's a that's a brand new entry. See it in yellow right there? She just wrote a check out of her own personal account for eighteen thousand seven hundred and forty-nine dollars and fifty-two cents. Amen. That's a that's quite a seed. We're living in the overflow. (laughs) Amen. Now, there is some more land over here to the right that is under contract right now. And it's it's not nearly as large as some of the other uh, properties that we've sold, but it is selling for about $700,000. And we close on that here what, Scott, maybe in next month or something like that? And so that'll go into the building fund. And we've already got uh, that uh, designated for certain buildings that we need on that property. But nevertheless, that's over $3 million plus in the building fund. Amen. So that's where we are right now. That's my state of the ministry address to you. So, what I want to encourage you to do tonight is to get ready to sow another seed. There's an offering envelope, and inside it, there's a little card where you can fill that card out and put it back in that envelope. And what is received here tonight will go right into that building fund. The next time I give you a report, it will have been added to that. Okay? So, ushers, would you go ahead and... I believe you have these available. They're in the uh, seat back in front of you. Okay? And those of you on the front row, just turn around and get one. Uh, Vic, get six or seven of them. I'm kidding you. Amen. All right. It's about the harvest. You can give online. You can text. Or you can put it in the envelope. Okay? There are people that are watching online. Uh, I believe... Is our, heritage, is our Heritage Church up in Canada watching tonight online? 
They'll, they'll see it on YouTube, I think. But anyway, there'll be other people that they're not even members of this church that are partners with JSMI that'll be giving. And uh, we're just going to keep adding to that building fund. And I'm believing that uh, as soon as we reach 5 million level, that we'll, we'll begin to have something to show. Something you can see on top of the ground. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we have our assignment tonight. Our assignment is to rise and build, and we know what our purpose is. It's about the harvest. There are people all around us that are living in darkness right now. And we don't want them to go to hell. We don't want them to spend another day in darkness. We, we want this campus built so that we can handle the people that we know you are arranging for us to minister to. And we're declaring, according to Habakkuk chapter 2, that this vision is going to speak. Not too many months down the road, that facility will be standing on the corner there, built, and every person that drives by, it will speak to them, I'm here because of the faithfulness of the members of Heritage of Faith Christian Center. Come on in. You're part of the harvest. <laughs> Amen. And Lord, as they give tonight, and they're putting your dream first place, you, it is a proven principle that what we make what we do for God, God will do for us. Amen. What we make happen for others, God will make happen for us. Yes. And our building is about the harvest. We're building because of others, yes. not just ourselves. Yes. And so, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. That as they sow their seed tonight, that just as we read from your word, you will pour on the blessings. They will overflow with blessings. They'll not lack and they'll not want. Their needs will be met. Hallelujah. And they will continue to be able to give generously into the work of the Lord. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a good shout of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, it's only 714. That didn't take long. But I believe... uh, We've received from the Lord tonight.
we have our assignment. We're going to rise up and build. And we're anticipating a great harvest. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.